What's happening, everybody? James from Offside Hockey Talk, sitting down here on a Friday. Just want to get a little vent off the old chest here. Haven't done one of these in a little while. Uh, you look at what's going on in the NHL, and Leafs fans, I know you want to hear something, so we're going to get to that in just a couple seconds. But I want to talk about the Vancouver Canucks. The NHL is doing right by them, finally, but it took pressure from JT Miller and the entire Vancouver Canuck player organization. Obviously, management had a hand in letting JT Miller speak his mind. Uh, this shouldn't have had to happen for this to come to light, for the players not to have the proper and adequate amount of time to get healthy and back on the ice. My thoughts go to guys like uh, Travis Hamanick, who have a young daughter who has a respiratory issue, and you want to throw these guys guys back onto the ice. You listen to JT Miller who said he didn't have it and his lungs were still freaking burning. So what do you need to do here? Is it the health and safety of players first or is it the almighty dollar sponsorship money and figuring everything out for all of the other teams involved in the league to make sure lottery standings etc etc all come to be shooken out. I don't give a rat's diddly what's going on with all that stuff. I give a rat's ass about the players and I want to make sure they're healthy and ready to play if they want to. And if they want to opt out of the rest, then you pick a winning percentage, you pick something and you make it fair for everyone across the board who has to either play or deal with lottery odds or whatever against the Vancouver Canucks, but to sit there and say they must play these games. And here's the other thing coming out of that, a back to back, come on. Whose hindsight was looking at that? These guys just went through a COVID nightmare. And now you want them back on the ice, one practice, one pregame skate, and ready to go. I don't think so. I'm glad the NHL got exact together, but it shouldn't have taken JT Miller going hot mic, dropping all these bombs for this to be pulled off. That's my rant on that because I think it's utterly disgusting and ridiculous. The NHL has done such a great job in running this and making it go right. This is one blunder, and I hope this is not the one we see to lead the rest in happening more and more. I want these players happy, healthy, and ready to go. And anybody who says, hey, they're getting paid a handsome salary, they're getting paid a handsome salary to entertain us, not put their lives on the line during a global pandemic. So pump your brakes and all your negative comments and willy-nilly about how many millions these guys make and take the fact that these guys are actual human beings playing a game for our entertainment and hey, Hey, if you were doing something for entertainment and you felt that your health was in jeopardy, would you go do it? Probably not. So take your keyboard warrior stuff and shove it. I'm sick and tired of seeing it. Hey, Vancouver fans, hope your team gets better soon. If they don't come back, hope they come back next year stronger and better than ever. Now to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Seeing a lot of fans saying Mr. Manny Malhotra should be fired. Well, I can't disagree with you there. But the power play does need to have something going on. They look to have everything running through Marner and Matthews. Obviously, we've seen what happened when Matthews got hurt, came back, was a little effective in front of the net, etc. You got to shake it up. You got to liven it up. Maybe Nick Foligno does that for you. I don't know. But the Toronto Maple Leafs need to get that thing rolling, especially when you're heading into the postseason. We know the whistles go away. So if you get a power play, you better hope the heck it clicks. So you got to figure it out. Maybe run five forwards. Maybe figure out who needs to work with who. Take some guys off. Give some guys a look 
I don't know, or run a monster unit for two minutes like Washington does and just have a great defensive line coming out after that. Maybe you look at uh, maybe a Felino, Hyman, and Kerfoot line jumping over the boards after all the big guns have been on the ice for two minutes for a power play. I don't know. That may be the way you need to go. And now I look at everybody just laying it on the goaltending for Riddich coming into the situation he did, flying over with the Flames, getting us a point. That's not on big save, Dave. The Leafs need to pick it up. It doesn't matter who's banged up, who's shook up. You got to get the win for that tender coming in and facing his former team. You had to chuck through the snow job on him. That's just two teammates or former teammates having a little fun with each other. Rich may not have liked it, but you know what? They're going to give him the gears because they want to get under his skin because he's no longer their teammate. And who knows? Calgary may catch Montreal and get into that coveted last spot in the North Division. But to see all these people lighting up Jack Campbell, because now he's lost two, and he's gone on this run, and he's been a beacon of light, the smile, the positive attitude, always apologizing, always saying he could be more accountable, can do this, can do that. That's what you want out of a player. Don't browbeat him now because he's lost two. And may I add, all the biggest goaltending names in the entire game have lost, guys. He was 11-0. It wasn't going to stay forever. He's lost two. You know he'll battle and bounce back. We don't even know if he's 100%. So park all your negative comments somewhere. It's so stupid to go that route. It's absolutely just lazy typing is all you're doing. If you're going to brow bash them. Bash them for the power play, yeah, because it's been stagnant for a while. But don't even tear into the goaltenders at all. Not even for an iota of a second. And for all these people saying that Freddie shouldn't play, the guys carried the mail for four years and carried the mail this year when Campbell wasn't ready to go. He went between the pipes and battled and played, and this is where he's ended up. So do I think Freddie gets the first crack in the playoffs? 100%. 100% do. If he falters, well, guess what? We got two good options behind him in Riddich and Campbell. It's called insurance for a reason. We will use it if we need to but this should be Fred's dance to dance he's gotten us this far he's carried the teams now it's time for the team to pick it up for him a little bit more and I know they've done so but we don't know what he's battling so hopefully Fred gets that start because I think he deserves it and if he falters well you switch to Jack Campbell and you keep the game a rolling and I want to talk about the additions the Toronto Maple Leafs made in the trade deadline here we go we got Nick Foligno we know what he's going to bring he's like a Zach Hyman We've always said we want to clone Zach Hyman, so what's the next best thing? A Nick Felino, he can penalty kill, he can forecheck, he can drop the mitts, he can score, he can mess it up, and he's a guy that gets under your skin. And I've talked all season long with everybody who's jumped on the show saying we need those guys who get under your skin, but drag your teammates with you. And that's what Nick Felino absolutely does. So I'm pumped up to see him get into the Leafs lineup and start mucking it up and doing whatever needs to happen. And the guy's got a sense of humor. You look at him on the Zoom call saying, oh, I think they wanted me to take over for Austin Matthews. He might get the opportunity to with Austin Matthews out of the lineup. We'll talk about that in a minute. You look at Ben Hutton. I said all the way up to the trade deadline, everybody knows. What do you see with the Leafs defense? If you lose Morgan Riley, if you lose... Jake Muzzin, if you lose TJ Brody, if you lose Dermott, Hall, doesn't matter. Your next man up on the depth chart with the most experience was, drumroll please, Marty Marinson. He's the guy with the most experience, 
and he's always forever going to have me traumatized from what happened during that Columbus game. So they went out and they got Big Ben Hutton, who can be your 7th D. And yes, we have Sandine and Lilligren, but I've said for a long time, do you want to throw those guys in the pressure cooker that is the playoffs and have them falter and rattle their confidence? If you get them into a few regular season games, absolutely great. And they can maybe try out in the playoffs. But I look at it like this. You're going to have a grind and you want a guy who can grind with you. And Hutton is that guy. Maybe he goes in for Dermot. Maybe he goes in for Bogo. Who knows? But they're going to definitely do a little rotation and get things short up for the playoffs. And speaking of short up, I love, love that we got Nash. A defensive center, which Keith and Dubas said they've seen the past couple playoffs that they played against him, that he's been a player who's held their good players, great players, exceptional players in check. So you think back to, and maybe this is dating me, but some of you fans might not remember this, but Shane Corson guarding Michael Pekka when he was a New York Islander. Absolutely, that's what I want. I want this guy to be a shadow of whoever he's got to play against and make it miserable for them the entire freaking time. And that's what he will do. That's what he did to Matthews. That's what he did to Tavares. That's what he did to Nylander and Marner. And it's not just going to be him. It's going to be whoever's on his line. And I'm sorry to say, but I would love to see a line of Nash, Hyman, and Felino. A hardworking, we will get the puck dog at line and we will shut you down from doing what you want to do and you all know that's what Sheldon Keefe wanted out of Kerfoot, Hyman and Mikheyev to start the season. They wanted a defensive shutdown line. Well they may have just been able to acquire two guys to add to Hyman to get it done and then we go and look at Nosen. I don't know what Nosen's going to bring. I don't know if he's going to crack this lineup in the playoffs maybe he will, maybe he won't we'll see Then you got big save Dave. We've already seen his impact. Jumped in. He's behind Mr. Jack Campbell now as the number two while Freddie's out. I have no problem with that. Um, You know, Leafs Nation, we were not confident in Michael Hutchinson. He's done due service. He's done better this year than he did last year. But you definitely want to have depth. And if you're not confident what's behind Jack Campbell and you want to be able to give Campbell some time off, Ridge is great insurance. I've seen a lot of people talking about this may be, may be, the new goalie tandem next year who knows we'll see you know the market's not going to bear much money for players a guy like freddie anderson coming off an injury year he may not get the money he's looking for and he might be back with the leafs and speaking of injuries austin matthews out with another wrist-like injury but not the one that kept him out before i've said this for a while he's got a little bit of a lead with the rocket race i mean if it closes in and he can play and wants to play let him but if he can rest and keep that lead to five or six goals and get a couple weeks here, and I know they're going to get some time now with Vancouver not playing, maybe you do that. And what do you need these guys for? You need them for the playoffs. And I'm sorry to say, I know guys want to chase these trophies like the Rocket and stuff like that. If they can have the opportunity to be healthy and do it, great. But if it's going to impact his playoffs, we need a fully healthy, ready-to-go Austin Matthews. We need him to be dominant and a beast. And maybe if he wins the Rocket or is the number one you know, candidate for the Rocket, then he'll be even more beast mode in the playoffs. But I'd rather have a healthy Austin Matthews ready to freaking roll. And Willie Nylander, he's on the cusp of coming back. May have come back on Saturday night, but we know that game's not going. And they may not even be playing on the second part of that. I think it's Sunday night. So we will see where this goes. But that is my rant, guys. Lay off the goaltending. You know, lay on the power play. We'll see what my halter does. We'll see what goes on there. But just give it a moment. We just came off a 
beautiful winning percentage. We are getting points like crazy. Now we've gone on a three-game little slide with one point in our last three, and now everybody's throwing their arms up like it's over. Listen, we're without Austin Matthews, without Willie Nylander, we're without Freddie Anderson, Jack Campbell's probably banged up, and we got players who are still shaking off the fact they thought they might be dealt on trade deadline day. Let the waters calm, and you will see the Leafs that you've known all season. All right, guys, Friday night, Friday Whatever you're listening to this Saturday, don't matter. Hope you guys enjoy the weekend. Hope you guys enjoy the Leafs when they get back onto the ice. Check out Offside Hockey Talk for each and every podcast. Check out the OI with Jamie Anesty dropping weekly. And be sure to absolutely check out every single hashtag prediction season video brought to you proudly by Sober Athletic Wear and also brought to you by Sports Displays. Check them both out. Links are in the bio. All right, guys, tip of the cap. Enjoy the weekend. Offside, we are where hockey comes to talk.